0: okay so welcome to the soul on fire podcast where i interview cool people in the fields of conscious art spiritual science and holistic health today i'm joined with Jai juggernaut Uh, a co-dude from, where are you man, New York City?
1: I'm in Florida actually. Um, I'm usually stationed in New York City, but um, the place where I work and serve, the Bhakti Center, they closed down for quarantine on Friday the 13th, and I got out of New York immediately because I was picturing a Hunger Games situation arising in New York City. Wow. So I came down to Florida and I've been quarantined in Florida for the last four months
0: for the last four months. Yes. How's that going for you?
1: Um, Well, I think, I imagine, I'm very human. So I imagine, um, like other humans, um, it's it's just a struggle. The main struggle is you have to deal with yourself (laughs) in ways that you may not have been accustomed to dealing with yourself, or in ways that you were perhaps distracted from previously, distracted by your work and hanging out, Now those distractions aren't there, and then you're forced to kind of just deal with who you are. And if I'm, I don't know about you or everyone else, but I got a lot of work to do. And so being with myself has been a challenge.
0: (laughs) Well, is there anything that you've gotten through that journey that you can share?
1: The the journey of suffering and being demoralized? (laughs) Um, I wouldn't say I have anything necessarily of extreme value right now, other than to say that this is the work that I feel has to go on for the world to be a better place. Um, the modern current events in America, I don't know about Australia, but in America, the whole world knows what's going on. America's in a situation right now that's... Um, which appears to be threatening the whole destruction of the country. Um, At least if that's not the case, that's the sort of fear that's coming up. And there's a lot of suggestions about what needs to be done to make the the situation better, to ameliorate the situation. Mm. And, you know, people, I think because it's easier, we tend to look to legislation to make things better. If only we had better legislation, things would be better. Even though the legislation books are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and the world problems are getting worse, um, people look to politicians for suggestions at the end of the day though the world is not let me say it this way the world is a turbulent place because we are turbulent people on the inside, and because we have neglected the we many of us I think suffer from spiritual malnourishment and as a effect of the spiritual malnourishment, we are seeing the turbulence in the outer world manifest. And before COVID and lockdown and the sort of obligation to kind of see what you are and deal with yourself, it was always easy to scapegoat the external situation for why I'm not, you know, the person I want to be. But being stuck in quarantine and being stuck with yourself for long periods of time, you start to come to the realization that, wow, I got a lot of work to do and it's not even a joke. This is actually a very serious situation of neglect for so long and it's leading to all the problems in my life. And so if I'm one individual who's got a lot of work to do and that's been neglecting it for a very good portion of time because I've been distracted by the outer world and you have a whole world of people neglecting that work, How do we expect to have a better world? Legislation isn't gonna make the world a more peaceful place. More peaceful individuals will make the world a peaceful place. So at the end of the day, I guess my suggestion, and it's not one that's practical or perhaps will even be effective in the right now. But my, um, I guess suggestion would be people need to chill out and work on themselves, like legit stop trying to fix the world, start fixing yourself and you can fix the world as an effect of that. And that's a general sort of talking point that you'll hear in spiritual circles. Um, So this is cliche in that sense, but it is the realization I guess that I'm having that I have so much work to do. If I were to be the leader, somehow out there, I would be selected tomorrow to be the leader of the United States. Um, I would feel very sorry for America. (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm not i'm not so evolved internally just yet that i could honestly say being put in such a situation i would be incorruptible and if i can't honestly say that because of what i lack right now on the inside um i and i represent the average lay person then um yeah, then I think the problem lies with us as individuals neglecting our spiritual welfare, our inner welfare. And I guess that's a realization that I can share from my own experience that I'm still going through. I'm still growing. Don't worry, I'm a jolly person. I'm just calling the facts as I see them.
0: Um, and as a disclaimer there, how did you get into this spiritual, uh, this, this inner work?
1: Yeah, I <clears throat> I like the, this sort of question. I always like to start off by saying that any genuine spiritual journey begins with certain types of questions. Human life, of course, essentially is a result of asking questions and getting answers. Usually the questions we ask are superficial in nature. You know, something like, how are you? What's for dinner? You know, what happened on the last season of Game of Thrones? And we ask these sort of foolish questions that really don't add value to our life. But there are sort of set of existential questions that tend to be the most essential for our lives as humans. And they tend to be neglected because we're preoccupied with the outer world. But then something happens to you in the outer world, some reversal, some calamity, some profound dissatisfaction, maybe some existential malaise comes up somehow or other. And then all of a sudden, those questions kind of come to the fore of your psyche. Who am I? What is the actual purpose of life? What am I even doing, and so on. So I had a particular such question come to the fore in my mind. I wanted to know if romantic love was a real thing. Um, I, on a personal level, I've never been involved in a relationship before um, because I was just observing in high school, I mean, I had my chances to be naughty and everything, but I resisted them because I thought they were largely superficial and um, disingenuine. And I had come to a point, I was 18 years old at the time, I had come to a point where I was really like questioning if romantic love specifically was a real thing. And I specifically remember asking my mother, like, will I ever find love? And she kind of gave me a typical mother answer. Everyone finds love, et cetera. And I was like thinking to myself, that's total BS. And this question of, romant, like, of the authenticity and reality of romantic love was a question that kind of pushed me into spiritual life. It, I started off with reading a book, Carl Jung's Man and His Symbols. And then that book shifted me into like a sort of spiritual direction, investigating consciousness, got me into a lot of different philosophy books, I remember specifically reading the Tibetan book of the living and dying. I was looking into the Kabbalah a little bit, some philosophies, a little bit of religious literature Rumi. Uh, Finally, that led me at one point to the science of self-realization, which was able to make a case for beatific love, uh, a sort of transcendent love, but with this profound philosophy that led you to that conclusion, that wasn't at all sentimental, um, but was very sort of methodical and systematic. And so that inspired me to pursue spiritual life on the path of bhakti yoga, Krishna consciousness. Uh, and that's kind of how I got my journey started. I was 18 years old when I was, was searching this way. Shortly after that, I moved into a temple. About seven months after I started looking into these things, I discovered Krishna consciousness. I moved into a temple after that and I spent the next 13 years of my life in the temple. Left behind mm-hmm. my 13, yeah, I was a, I, previously I was training as a ballet dancer and I left that world behind of dance and college and I joined the, the Krishna Monastery, Krishna Monastery and then for the next 13 years I spent in the monastery and it came out in my 2015. So that's kind of how I got my Hare Krishna Beginnings.
0: Got it. Okay. Um, and what are you doing now?
1: Well, um, the last few years, I've been serving at the Bhakti Center, and um, mostly as an educator, giving courses on Bhakti literatures, such as Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and other sort of literatures that focus largely on the subject matter of bhakti um so i was i've been doing that for the last few years and up into this covid situation um i still largely do that online i have online classes where i teach bhagavatam and uh, which is one of our bhakti literatures and i was doing kirtan i was like a common face for singing and dancing at the bhakti center so if people ask me i usually say i'm a uh, a yoga teacher uh, or bhakti educator and that's kind of what i do very cool
0: all right well since today's a short one do you want to do a quick fire round
1: a quick fire round so what is what is this quick fire you're just going to ask me questions i have to give the first thing that comes to mind pretty much yeah okay all right let's do it
0: some of them are a bit cheesy
1: <laughs> okay
0: What's your favorite thing in your closet right now?
1: I don't really have a closet. So do I need to edit that? Um,
0: No, that's the answer. Okay. (laughs) I just got these off the internet, but I find that they they bring out the human side of of the people I interview.
1: Oh, I wasn't human enough during the interview.
0: (laughs) What's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: um save yourself (laughs) it rings it rings home to me more now than ever (laughs) wow
0: do you have any pets no favorite movie ever
1: oh that's a hard one i the first movie that's coming to my mind i'm going to just say it is the hunger games (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sure. Sure. Sorry, I, that, but I don't think that's my favorite movie ever but I liked it a lot
0: Alright um, Describe yourself as a teenager in three words
1: um, Chess Dance and dreadlocks
0: um, What's in your, uh, your bag right now?
1: I have a bag, Um, I have a bag over there. I think I have my Joppa beads in there and a hat.
0: Simple. Um, Biggest pet peeve.
1: Biggest pet peeve. You know, I'm a jolly person, so a lot of things don't really stick out to me as particularly annoying. Um, Biggest pet peeve, Extreme pride, hubris, in myself and particularly in others.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dark chocolate, milk chocolate, or carob?
1: Milk chocolate.
0: Nice, nice. Um, If you could be from another decade, what would it be?
1: Oh my God, like within, in like any century?
0: Yeah, like era, decade.
1: I don't, I, I, I have my, I picture myself in like 18th century, 18th century and 19th century Europe. <laughs> I just like their fashion is bombs. <laughs> I I just...
0: <laughs> um If you weren't doing what you're doing now, teaching yoga, philosophy, educating, what would you be doing?
1: I shudder to think of what I would be doing. I've been rescued by my, um, yeah, my Krishna life and my occupation.
0: What's on your playlist right now?
1: <clears throat> I don't have a playlist.
0: You just, you see? I,
1: if, I, if I listen to music, um, I just go to like a website or a YouTube thing and I just pull it up. I mostly listen to Indra Kirtan. Okay. Because he had a most uh, profound impact in my life. But I don't really have a playlist of sorts.
0: Andrew. Nice. If you could have any three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Over for dinner.
1: Have any three people over for dinner. Um. Srila Prabhupada. I want. I want to talk to him. I um, enjoy Prabhu and maybe my um, my Guru Maharaj.
0: Radhanath Swami.
1: Yes. Yes. Nice.
0: What would you ask him the profile?
1: I would ask him what he thinks about Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I'm laughing at that because if you follow me on Facebook and there was a little bit of a some tension around this point and i've been i at one point i was sharing a lot of quotes on my page from pearl kind of like poo point um our engagement with the, the the modern world and so that um, gets complicated so i would probably ask him that what do you think about black lives matter and all the social things that are talking about yeah
0: yeah um, if your house was on fire, what two things would you run back in to get?
1: My japa beads, because my job my meditation beads, japa beads are mad beautiful, and probably my computer, because it has a lot of my books on there that I I read every day.
0: Name a book that you read that positively shaped you.
1: On um, the science of self-realization, it changed my life. After reading that book, I the next day I became a devotee, started chanting 16 rounds and following four regular principles. Not 16 rounds, I started chanting. And I started following four regular principles the day after I finished that book.
0: Who would play you in the movie of your life?
1: Oh, God, no one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I can't even answer that.
0: <laughs> iPhone or Android?
1: I have an iPhone 7.
0: If you had a, this is the cheesiest one. If you had a spirit animal, what would it be?
1: A spirit animal? Appa from the Avatar The Last Airbender. But Do you, you know th- Appa? Do you know Appa? Last Air- have you seen the show Avatar The Last Airbender?
0: I have, but I can't remember it. It was so long ago.
1: Oh, my God, bro. This show is like we've been rewatching it because it's they put it on Netflix and the place I'm staying has Netflix on their big TV here. We've been rewatching it. Appa is like the flying bison that the Avatar uses.
0: That's cool. Well, that almost might answer the next question, which is what is your favorite TV show?
1: Yeah, Avatar, The Last Airbender, is definitely up there. Nice. I really love that TV show. Any tattoos? No. I wanted some, but then I opted against it. How come? I don't know. But it's, it's funny you should ask me because I was—I had to get these new frames, my glasses frames. Um, and I was in a mall yesterday, and I was passing by a tattoo shop, and I almost walked in to get a tattoo that I... Wanted, but then I said, "Nah, let me not just waste money unnecessarily."
0: <laughs> I was almost the same with um, some emerald earrings, just like yeah. I was
1: thinking about I was thinking about getting some small earrings too because I previously used to have both my ears pierced, but then I was just like, "No need to waste money unnecessarily." So I just <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's cool bro. That's your ornament.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, best gift you've ever received?
1: Affection from friends and well-wishers what more can a person ask for than that
0: true uh well last question if you had one superpower what would it be like
1: mm, i have one superpower what would it be i'm thinking like something like witchy (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know telekinesis or yeah maybe something dealing with like extrasensory perception some sort of clairvoyance or some sort of psychic ability what would you do with that probably degrade my soul (laughs) and (laughs) intentionally or inadvertently (laughs)
0: Um, bro, it's been awesome interviewing you and getting to know you a little bit. Um, anything you would want to say to the audience? Um, if you're on a stage and there's a million people, what? Well, well, yeah. What? Well, what would you say? You got, you got your 15 minutes of fame right now.
1: I was on a stage in front of a million people, what would I say?
0: Yeah. Like, what's your message to the world?
1: Yeah, my message to the world right now would be the one that I was kind of speaking in the beginning. Self-reform must necessarily precede world reform. Or else our attempts for world reform shall end up shipwrecked on the rock of human selfishness. This last little part comes from Prabhupada's first magazine, Back Home, Back to Godhead. He makes his point that unless we go back to God, he says our attempts for making the world a better place are natural and okay. But unless we become actually evolved in our consciousness, all our plans will end up shipwrecked on the rock of human selfishness. So if I had to leave anyone with a lasting message, it would be self-reform before world reform, or else your, or, or else your lack of self-reform shall sabotage your good intentions, and lead to disaster.
0: Nice. Powerful, brother. Thank you so much. Um, we'll convene here, and I'll see you on um, on Facebook, brother. Thank you for your time, okay. really appreciate
1: it. Hari, Hari, nice to meet you. Machapunda Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Hari, Hari.